Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. LSU Spring Game, take two. Uh, what did I see more breaking it down? We were on Twitter Spaces the other night when we were re-watching the film after the game and after the post-game show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and, and watch the post-game show, uh, immediate analysis of what we saw. We will talk about it more tonight, not only w- w- by myself or with myself, because I guess I, I guess technically I do talk to myself the whole time I'm on here because the only thing I see is you guys in the comments. So I guess you can call me a weirdo for, 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 for that one. Nevertheless... Not only me, but Carter the Power. The first pick of this week uh, for AYS uh, as we'll be breaking down the spring game. Me and Carter agree on a couple of things. I think major things that fans did not see. We, I will uh, acknowledge that right off the top um, after breaking it down. That is for sure. Um, so quarter of the power at 730, uh, already seeing some different things in recruiting. I will tell you what to expect. So we're 98.9% on our recruiting picks, only missing one over the last two years. 98.9%. I'll take it. Um, but we'll talk about some recruiting, uh, and some updates there, some updates there, maybe some guys that we're watching uh, for LSU in recruiting. Huge week for LSU baseball. Jay Johnson's biggest week, uh, in my opinion, at LSU is this weekend. LSU has to find a way to take two of three from the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, do you understand how horrible 
Uh, it must be. It's tough to be a Georgia Bulldog. Oh, wait, that's Florida. And it sucks to be a Florida Gator. But nevertheless, they bark for a living. Hoo! I mean, what kind of human barks? I mean, this ain't Snoop Dogg up in this up in this thing. All right. But they need to take two of three. Uh, Pelicans tie it at two apiece. Uh, if we get to it, we will talk about the Pelicans. But I got to bring up this comment right here from Blake Duche. Doucette. He says, if Brian Kelly gets on stage this Saturday with Garth, Garth Brooks and sings Colin Baton Rouge, the stadium will erupt. Well, the stadium will explode. I will say, uh, I will be in Death Valley this weekend. Breaking. Watching Mr. Garth Brooks in Tiger Stadium. Yes, yes, yes. I will be here watching, or there watching Garth Brooks. Merry Christmas to Megan Rafino, I might add. The smoke show named Megan Rafino. She's so hot. She makes uh, uh, Twitter stock look cold. You see what I did there, Elon Musk? Get a brother verified on Twitter. That's what I got to say. Charlie Viator says, congrats on the new baby. Well, yes, if you missed it, my wife Megan is pregnant. Uh, means I had to buy more life insurance. Shout out to uh, my financial advisor, Brian Jones, and Mike Bazil for making me do the real daddy duties. Uh, Lamar Williams says, big pressure in the building. Uh, Ryan Tudor says, it's the hashtag BK takeover in the MF and building. It is. I will tell you why it is, uh, especially in recruiting right around the corner. Uh, and the Golden Boot Pod says, what's up, Nurse Court? Did Ryan get them digits yet? Yeah, if you missed it, uh, Ryan Thibodeau in the in the uh, Golden Boot chat last night was trying to, uh, I, I don't know, man, maybe get a cougar. I, I mean, that's what he said. Not my words, uh, his words. I would never, I would absolutely never call a, a, a lady a cougar, but that's what he said. Uh, True Louisiana says, congrats to you, man. Thank you so much. Danny Krantz, the Florida State fan who I'm trying to convert as a, to be a Tiger. Uh, he, we will face his team week one uh, as well. Um, Gage says, what does BK have to lose by doing a press conference in a shirt that says, let the band play neck? Uh, nothing. Nothing. And Mark LaGrange says, Jones and Bazile, a dual uh, 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 quartet. They are. Uh, I mean, it was simple, simple, simple. All right, let's get started. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. Everybody stop. Stop. Now put your right hand in and take your right hand out. Just joking. Everybody stop. I need a favor. I We are trying to do the $500 gift card or $500 giveaway. Uh, Zachy, put it up there. Zach's joining us tonight our producer um but put it up there i will give this listen to me all right there it is right there do all those things take it down this is what i plan on doing i will venmo 
tonight or, or, or 24 hours from today, so 7.09, if we get to 10,000 followers on Twitter, I will Venmo somebody, the, the 10,000th, or, or uh, from what wherever we are right now. So how many are we right now? Um, 8535. The new followers, I will Venmo you $500 tonight if you follow us on Twitter. Go to Twitter, follow us. I'll give you 500 bucks because it looks like we're not going to hit the other goal. We've come close. We got to 10,000 on Facebook. I'm going to Venmo somebody tonight or tomorrow, 500 bucks. Get us to 10,000 followers on Twitter. There we go. You, Zach says, no way. I'll do that shit in a heartbeat. 10,000 followers on Twitter. I'm, I'm Venmoing live on the show somebody 500 bucks. You think I'm playing? I put my money where my mouth is. Hashtag NILSU. Oh, wait. You didn't know anything about that. Which leads me. I do got to say something right off the top before we get into LSU football, by the way. Um, so, stay for a quick Rafino's rants. Everybody hit the like and share. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Let's pay some bills very quickly. Let me talk about my good friends over at BetOnline. They're our partners and the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including the updated odds, NBA playoffs, fights, and next season's futures. MLB is here and back and well. Who is going to win that World Series? You can place that bet on BetOnline. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. All right, let's pay some more bills around this thing. Got some news to tell you right outside or right after this break. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, let me get to this uh, quick Rafino's rants, too. Um, I want to say this very quickly, uh, before we get started and everybody hits the like and share, like everybody right now is hitting the like and share YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter pages, Twitter spaces, all of that stuff. Share it right now. Let me take, let me take this very quick moment to give you a Rafino's rants though. Um, Saturday I said, that we were going to have some very good news upcoming. Um, For whatever reason, that comment was taken and brought to other message boards. So number one, I am in Twitter spaces three to four times a week. Don't have to be, don't need to be, want to be. Have gained a lot of good friendships from there. But if you have a question, come up there and speak and ask me a question. Don't run behind a message board that I'm not on. 
do not run behind something that somebody else thinks that I'm saying. Because I'm going to tell you something. I might be the only son of a bitch that will put his money where his mouth is. You understand? I, I'm, not that, I'm not that kind of dude. So there's a lot of things that go on about what we do, who I am. I, I, that part I don't care. But when it evolves or revolves around something that I have no business doing or saying, and you take it to a message board, bring your ass up in Twitter spaces and ask me the question. Don't cower down and be a little jerk. Because if we were in, if this was the real world, you would not come up to me and ask. By the way, um, if you are going to be at the Garth Brooks concert and you see me, um, come up, say hello, introduce yourself. I'd love to hang out, talk, take pictures, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, let's get to a couple comments before we get started. Jeff Two says, you put your money where your crawfish is. By the way, I, it's torture seeing the craw- your crawfish picks. That's true. That's true. Uh, Tim Graves, who just had his little baby girl. Congratulations, my friend. He says, do I need to pull up? We're pu- Tim, we're pulling up like this is the FKT Parker Street until we die up in this hoe. You're damn right. Don't nobody know about the FKT. Okay, um, I wanted to, you know, look, we're going to be breaking down the, sc- the spring game a lot, right? Like, we're, it's the last thing that we saw. We're going to base a lot of our opinions off the spring game. Nevertheless, I went back and watched, broke it down, charted it. It's all right here. All right here, my handy-dandy notebook. You can see the, the, cir- the, the, the scribbles and the, uh, the circles. But breaking down the game again, just so it's fresher in our mind. Now, Court of the Power Bryant will be in here about 15 minutes, and we're going to stu- discuss that with him. Um, I got to say this, though. Um, the biggest takeaway, there's two big, huge takeaways for me in this spring game. Number one is LSU's running backs. If you are going to arm tackle LSU, and especially at that running back position, you're in deep trouble. Not only are you in deep trouble, you're in very deep trouble because whether it be Trey Bradford, whether it be John Emery, whether it be Amari uh, Goodwin, whether it be Josh Williams, and hell, Noah Kane's not even in town yet, you're going to have an issue. But Carter the Power, our good friend, who did a film breakdown, I still stand by that I think LSU as a collective unit may have the best defensive line all around in the country. I think you can make the debate about Alabama with Will Anderson and the other guys that they have. You can certainly make that debate. I think as a whole unit, LSU is better than them currently. But whether you, whether, wherever you fall in that specific of a debate, I'm kind of okay with. To each his own. Um, but after the first quarter and a half... Uh, the LSU defensive line started getting exposed. And you can go find it on Carter's page. He, he broke it down. But the biggest are the two guys, really the three, because, look, we've talked a lot about Will Campbell, right? The true freshman, the five-star, like all of that stuff. We've talked about him a lot. 
what we haven't talked about and what I didn't notice until breaking down the film more was shout out to Miles Frazier and Traymond Shorts, the left and right guards. For four quarters, and um, you can put that up, uh, Zach, the stat. Um, but here it is, the AYS analytics stat. LSU rushed for almost 270 yards this past Saturday in the spring game. Guys, 270 yards on 49 attempts. That's blowing the whistle before Jane Daniels is down or, or would be down when he's scrambling. That's with sacks included, pause, but with the sacks included from B.J. Ojolari, Xavier Carter, all of those guys, LSU's net rushing yards was well over 300. Well over 300. You do not do that if your offensive line isn't dominating. Now, the defensive line, Mason Smith, uh, B.J. Ojolari, did have flashes of complete dominance. They will continue to have that. The bigger, the stronger, the faster Mason Smith gets, the bigger of a player and a playmaker he's going to be. And quite honestly, he might be one of the more feared defensive linemen in the country by just looking at him and the way that he plays. But with all due respect to him, uh, uh, Jacoby and Guillory, Jaqueline Roy and others, after mm, a quarter and a half, respectfully, they started getting pushed around. Now, Brian Kelly's staple and Mike Denbrock's staple is they want to set up the passing game and the play action off of a really good run. Guys, LSU did not do anything special in the running game. Inside zone, inside dive, outside outside zone. That's all that they did. There was one play that Omari Goodwin broke for about 11 yards where Cole Taylor did a little, it was a little power action counter. But LSU did not do anything special. It was line up on both lines of scrimmage and let's go punch each other in the mouth. And I have to say, the two, mo- the two units for me that I was the most impressed with, arguably outside of the defensive line, like just because li- I wasn't li- necessarily surprised by the D-line, right? Like you can't be surprised if you're expecting it to come. But I was not expecting 270 rushing yards, and that's not net rushing yards. Shout out to the offensive line. I thought the O-line looked lean. I thought they looked thin. And quite possibly, you have a situation where some of those guys might not even be starting. Anthony Bradford's not there. Marlon Martinez isn't there. Garrett Dellinger's not there. Probably your, your starting center. Guys, with all due respect, in a very short time, in a very short time, Brian Kelly has revamped this offensive line along with Brad Davis. And the question will be, now LSU is going to have to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Now, we've gone 21, 22 minutes into the show, and we haven't even talked about the quarterbacks. LSU is a very dangerous animal. Listen to me when I say this. LSU is, a, especially what they can do in recruiting, LSU is a very dangerous animal if they get the offensive lines right. Because what people argue is 
Jamar Chases don't fall off on trees. Odell Beckham don't fall off on trees. Well, excuse me in saying this, but Louisiana produces those dudes. Justin Jefferson, Terrence, uh, 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 not Terrence Tolliver, um, Terrence Marshall, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, hell, Russell Gage. You, the list can continue to go on and on and on and on. But as a collective unit, if LSU gets that offensive line right with the weapons that you, you normally get at running back and wide receiver, it's a very lethal combination for a long time to come. A very lethal combination. By the way, guys, Keisha, your best player, maybe, I don't even really think it's arguable, but your best player isn't on the field. What happens if the offensive line gets right and you have a four-wide receiver set with Kayshawn Bouti, Brian Thomas Jr., who had a good game? Um, he needs to get a little stronger. Some catches he's got to come down with. Some balls he needs to go get. Jack Besh and either Chris Hilton or Jeray Jenkins. Oh, by the way, if you want to stop the run, we'll throw a quick little bubble screen to Kayshawn Bouti, who might be moved to the slot. So when we start, when we start talking about this team, and you're gonna you hear me say it on this show, you hear me say it on um the uh, on Bill King every every uh week, every Wednesday. LSU has talent all across the all across the field. Can they figure out what they're doing at quarterback? Maybe. But I thought Miles Brennan digressed. I, he did not look like the way that I thought he should look. It's now. Let me say this: you ripped my you ripped me. I was going to say you ripped my ass, but pause. You ripped me for weeks, weeks on end about Blake has no idea what he's talking about with Miles Brennan. Guys, the two longest passes he had. Outside of the fake touchdown that will be an interception in the real in a real game. Let's not underestimate that. Was a pop pass to Jack Bash where he took it 12. And the pass to Mari Goodwin where he took it for 20. So you have nine other passes that aren't really getting you anything. Now, if you want to be conservative, sure, fine, whatever. But we will see. Um, there's a lot of people DMing me and asking me uh, about corner. I, I, I can't make a determination about corner. Not when seven. So everybody, you know, here, here's the problem, right? Like you have Rudy Pooh, the Ohio State fans. You know how awful you have to be as a human being to call you the? Right? Like. The Hulk. Like, hey, Mr. The. You don't call him The. You call him Hulk. Seven banks can't play. Yeah, the preseason All-American that you were hyping up a year ago. Yeah, he can't play, right? LSU has a problem at boundary corner. Makai Garner, who I thought was in a lot of good positions, the, the pass from uh, 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 Jalen Daniels to Brian Thomas, he was a good position. 
Uh, outside of that, man, I think you're going to struggle. You need Bernard Converse, and you need, you definitely need seven banks. Speaking of seven banks, that's how many banks I want AYS to have, by the way. Hey, Blake, who do you bank with? I got seven of them. Hell of a name. That's an all-name team, by the way. We can talk about quarterback. Now, we're going to talk LSU baseball and their sweep of Missouri. Jay Johnson's biggest weekend at LSU is this weekend. You've got to take two or three from Georgia. There's no excuses. Like, nut up or shut up. Like, it's time now. Like, Georgia's good. You you got you to take two or three. We'll get to that after Carter the Power Bryant. Um, but quarterback, I'm going to say this and I was going to save it for Carter, but I think I should preface it here. Um, and then I'll talk recruiting very quickly after I get done with the quarterbacks. But, um, I don't think Garrett Nussmeyer played as good as everybody thinks he did. I know it's a hot take. I know a lot of people don't like that. There were two times where he put balls in places. Let's get our minds out the gutter for just a minute. But he placed balls in places that were, could have easily been intercepted. Now, Trey, one of our good um, friends over at GM Varno and Sons, had an interesting take in saying if Garrett Nussmeyer can take care of the ball and not have many turnovers, what does he not do that Miles Brennan does that why you would need Miles Brennan? That's an interesting question. Um. But there were multiple times on third down where Garrett Nussmeyer can't take a sack, and he did. The, the interception that should have been along the sidelines dropped. Uh, you know, we're talking about Jalen Daniels' misses, but the last time I checked, Jerry Rice says, if you don't hit a player in the hands, then – or if, you hit, if, you, if the ball hits me in my hands, it should have been a catch – but see, this is this is what I don't like. Jason Stroud says you don't you just don't like Brennan. You've never been a Brennan fan. What about the drops, miscommunication with the receivers? Brennan is a QB this upcoming season, hands down. Jason, no, he's not. If you come away with Miles Brennan being QB one, then uh, Jason, I don't mean this in the wrong way. I don't dislike Miles Brennan. I wish, I pray to God, Miles Brennan comes out next season and throws forty touchdowns. That means LSU wins. But there's nothing Jason can say that would determine for me to say that Miles Brennan looks like or was head and shoulders better than everybody else. Remember this past week, we had sources. Telling me, uh-oh, telling me that Miles Brennan was head and shoulders the front runner. No, he wasn't. He's never been. A long pass, a long pass and a practice does not make you QB1. See, this is why we don't talk about quarterbacks. I thought Garrett Nussmeyer looked good. After rewatching it, I don't think he looked as good as some people thought that he did. He's not, to me, Head and shoulders, QB1, that's my opinion. But you have two passes from Miles that outside of that, guys, he's the ball, like all the rest of his passes, the ball in the end zone should have been picked off. The longest two passes, a pop pass to Jack Besh, 
and a ball in the flat to Amari Goodwin where he beats Wes Weeks. I would rather Miles Brennan be 50% passing and chunking that sucker down the field. Hey, brother, force that son of a gun down the field. Use your strengths. You're not getting hit. You want to win the job? Go for broke. Just my opinion. But no quarterback this past Saturday, for me, took over the job. Now, I see Doug Ray. Zach, we need to get to Carter the Power. But get to Doug Ray's comment right here. He says, I love Miles, but he's a game manager. Guys, I understand that, that Miles has had two freak injuries. Guys, he's had two freak injuries. This is the most outside of last year's spring game where I thought that they even still limited him there. You cannot tell me that he's ready to go. Guys, he's not, he is not ready to go. Now, if you want to make it a three-man race, let's go. Best man win in August. Anyway, that's why I hate talking quarterbacks, man. There's so many things I want to say, but I can't say until Miles Burns off campus. All right. Um, Let's pay some bills around this thing. Let's talk about our good friend, Carter the Power. The number one AYS pick is up next. But we do have to pay some bills to keep the lights on this thing. The AYS studio is finally under construction, y'all. Thank Jesus. Sweet God, Mary above. Okay. Let's pay some bills, and then we'll get started uh, with Carter the Power. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, and then our good friends over at Manscaped. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com. Right now, and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. With the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have sponsored us and AYS to make sure that you do not get booed out of the bedroom, just like NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Support us by heading over to manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com and use the exclusive code AYS at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's manscaped.com. Use that promo code AYS at checkout for 20% off plus that free shipping. 
Carter the power. Carter the power. Carter the power. You're literally my best friend. I just want you to know that. Because last <laughs> night, <laughs> last <laughs> night, I was sitting there thinking, Carter, I just con- I just consumed my first uh, cold beverage of the night. And I was like, if the Pelicans win because Carter the Power Brian is in the building, I'm going to lose my mind. What a game. Jose, 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 Jose. Jose, Jose. So before we get to some LSU, which we're going to talk a lot of LSU, my God, what an electric atmosphere last night. Yeah, I mean, so my dad's a big Pelicans fan, so he goes to a bunch of games, and I was lucky enough to tag along with, you know, there, there's nothing better than consuming sports with your dad. Obviously, Blake, I know you're very close with your long line of baseball coaches. And my dad grew up on the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he's been very lucky to work in sports. And, you know, we were very lucky to get to sit in in the blender last night. And I was able to go to the Spurs game. It was great. But what was really interesting is just the dichotomy of Chris Paul, who used to carry our franchise going up against his teammate. It's just such a... Uh, a, a great series. I, I'm just happy that we have guys on our team that wants to be there. And I'm glad that New Orleans is a basketball city. So, Blake, I'm feeling great about life. How are you, my friend? Well, here's how. Uh, let me just tell you what I was screaming at the TV last night. Don't tell me about Louisiana and what we're willing to do. Because if you're winning, it don't matter. Right? right. Like, people are going to. You mean to tell me that people in New Orleans aren't going to pack the blender for the playoffs? I mean, it's just a social thing at that point. I mean, anyway. But I think they take the series. I'm going out on a limb. I think Chris Paul's too old. Okay, I think if you get it to seven, he, he's not going he's not going to finish. It's just a bold prediction, but let's see what happens with Devin Booker. But nevertheless, I, Carter, I still think that they win. Do you? What do you think before we get to LSU? What's interesting in a seven-game series, it's very important to have someone that can get their shot whenever they want. And Brandon Ingram's that guy. So I, the craziest thing is Mikel Bridges is like one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. I was lucky to get to see Meta World Peace, and I've never seen such like a physically dominant human being. I was like, if this guy played football, he, he would be Reggie White. Could, like could you imagine Bridges, running out in the stands and trying to fight him too, by the way? Yeah. Hashtag Pacers. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if Mikel Bridges played football, he would be one of the most unstoppable jump ball receivers. And what's crazy about it is Brandon Ingram could still get a shot on him whenever he wants. And that dunk last night was fierce. It, it was insane. It was insane. And it, it's crazy how long the Pelicans are. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, it is a little bit of old school bully ball how they start such a big lineup with uh, Jones and uh, Hayes and Valanciunas. None of those three guys are like three point shooters. Where you watch a Warriors and Nuggets series, everybody could shoot the three. So it, it, it's obviously a lot of fun. And obviously, the bigger macro story is I don't understand why Zion Williamson don't want to play with these guys, right? It doesn't make any sense. Like, not take New Orleans out of the equation. Let's just say this game, let's just say he was on a team in Oklahoma City or just wherever. Like, the Pelicans are a perfect team to build around. Best young coach, great atmosphere, no legendary star in our franchise that is known for that franchise. And, and I know P. 
people here want to hear me talk about LSU football. But one thing really quickly as a New Orleans basketball fan, Blake, it's very interesting when you think of all the great players in modern era New Orleans professional basketball. Every player that's been great with the Pelicans is or, or the Hornets is known for playing for another team, right? Chris Paul right. is more known for Los Angeles and Phoenix than New Orleans. Anthony Davis is more known for the Lakers. And uh, even Peja Stoyakovich is known more for the Kings and the Hornets, whoever you want to mention. There's never been a guy that has cemented his career in New Orleans and is known for playing basketball in New Orleans. So, I mean, maybe Mashburn and a few others, but still, Zion could be that guy. And CJ and B.I. are bought in. I'm feeling great about it. But anyway, Blake, I know we got to talk about LSU football. Let's go. All right. Well, B. I think B.I. is going to be that guy. Let's go. Okay. That's that's my – I don't think it's going to be Zion. I'm going to take B.I. Uh, Carter the Power Bryant uh, joins us. Uh, Carter, I sent you a picture today. I love – you know, I, I don't comment a lot. I don't talk a lot. But your film breakdown of the spring game, the biggest thing for me, Okay, now I'm biased a little in talking about the offensive line. Yeah. Um, Carter, net yards, they ran, they rushed for over 300. Net. Okay, yeah. taking out the sacks and all that kind of stuff. Brother, they were, after a quarter and a half, they started moving people. When you were breaking down the film, watching them against that good defensive line, I say that I give them, I, I, I say they're the most improved unit. That's, that's what I believe. Um, yeah. What do you think? So, so Blake, this is what's fun about football, right? And you preach this on your channel. You know, you're talking about this before I came on. The quarterback battle changes day by day. So what was interesting to me was for the entire spring, we were talking about how Will Campbell changed the offensive line, right? Yesterday, he, he had a rough start, right? So the Armani Goodwin touchdown, nine-yard run, he got it was a hold. hold. Right. Yeah, it was a hold. And then he got beat a few times or gave up a little bit more pressure uh, than he was accustomed. But what was interesting, and this is why football is the ultimate team game, was Shorts and Frazier had really good days. Huge. This is what makes offensive line play really tough to evaluate, right? When your best player, which has been Campbell, just based on what we've seen, right? When that guy struggles, are there other people that can lift you up? And Shorts and Frazier did that. They were really, really good. Uh, I thought I Charles Turner held up fine. Obviously, the center snaps have got to get more consistent. Agreed. Uh, and uh, at right tackle, I, I, something else, Cardell had a really good day. Cardell had a really good day. So, yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line played really well. They, they really did. They started slow. It was very sloppy. Obviously, Fitzgerald West had a rough day. He's a true freshman. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. But uh, – uh, overall, as the game moved on, they they were the best unit on the field. Period, and no uh, doubt that that was that was a pleasant surprise, and you should feel pretty good about that. Now, as Brian Kelly mentioned in the post game press conference, they weren't stunning as much. The defensive line, this, that, and the third, I get it, but still, they opened up holes. They moved bodies, and that's obviously a really good sign. Uh, so Carter, here was my hot take of the day. Okay, as I'm sitting there watching your film, God forbid Brian Kelly get this offensive line figured out. Like, God, like seriously, God yeah. forbid. Okay, because if you do, you do have serious weapons in Louisiana you can go and get. Whether it be Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, 
hell, Russell Gage can be your fourth guy. Chris Hilton's their fifth guy right now, Carter. Like, right? Like, it's scary. Here's the scarier part for me. God, God willing, nobody transfers. You have Anthony Bradford that wasn't there. You have Garrett Dellinger that wasn't there. You have Marlon Martinez that wasn't there. They got some depth, brother. I, yeah. Look, I, I feel like I, I'm trying not to talk myself into nine wins, but when you see it, how did you feel? Did you see that this team, like, oh, this team could get to nine wins. Like, when you, when you were breaking it down, how did that make you feel? Yeah, so to me, and this was something that I said last time, and I just want to reiterate this point because – I, I am not uh, – so I, I get a lot of compliments for the film study. deeply appreciate it. But this is the most important thing. I did not play or coach at a high level. Yeah, so, but you know what you're talking about. I mean, it's 101. Like, So if I were to simply state film study, the most important thing whenever you rewatch a game is how much of what happened had to do with that player doing something special. So in other words – it's not so much what happened, it's how it happened, okay? So for me, the, the, the biggest takeaway was Brian Kelly. If you listen really closely to his press conferences, he's always going to – he doesn't hide anything, hardly. And he said the big thing in the press conference was we didn't call any different types of defenses. So it obviously made it a lot easier for the – They offense. called one zone and it got blown and he, they stopped calling. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. So for me, yes, the wide receivers had a good day, but they should have, right? Because the quarterbacks knew what coverage they were running. A lot of the passing game yesterday came down to what I like to call two for ones, right? If you know your main coverage, you run a receiver at one DB, and it's kind of like a screen and roll in basketball, right? So the quarterback should have had a good day. The receiver should have had a good day. One guy that really stood out to me, though, was Makai Gardner, right? I've heard different things about him during the camp, obviously. And Jared Bernard Converse goes out. So he gets beat on that deep pass to BTJ. Well, he was right there. He actually just barely missed out on batting that football away. Right. I thought he, I thought he was fine. I thought he looked really good. So obviously the two biggest position groups that, Blake, you've been talking about, I've been talking about, off at the line. They look better. The secondary, we'll see, right? The Sage Ryan touchdown he gave up at the end, that was bad luck. I mean, sometimes you give up. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, you made a good point. It should have been intercepted. So, you know, the secondary, we'll see how that continues to move along. But I don't want anyone out there to think any less of the secondary. Yes, they were playing a lot of walk-ons, but the coverages that they were playing – should have been beaten deep a lot, which is what happened. Uh, a lot of it were those two-for-ones where Garrett knew what they were going to do. And that doesn't take away. It's just a harsh reality of, of what happened in that game. So, Carter, I, my last point, and I think where we'll spend most of our time, and we really can't help it at this point. Look, because I think, Carter, you have pieces all over the place offensively that you could be a situa- in a situation where you could be a quarterback away, right? Like, right. because you have those pieces. Um, when I went back and watched it, I don't think Garrett had a good of, uh, as good of a day as I, nor- as I originally thought. Multiple times he, he put pl- balls in places that he can't, he can't do that against 
Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida State. He can't do that. It's going the other way. And the yeah. one to Derek Davis is going to be a pick six if he's not careful. Um, yeah. But I thought Jaden did better than I originally thought. And I thought Miles did better than I originally when I first saw it. Um, when you know, but you said the key thing in the film in the film study. When you know what they're running and you know that you're a man-to-man, you're damn right I'm going to hit the wheel route. You're damn right I'm going to hit the, the back out of the flat. You're damn right I'm going to hit the corner when you're running a mesh concept. Do you take anything away, though, from, from the quarterbacks behind this because of that? So let's use an analogy here, right? You're a big baseball guy. I don't talk baseball on my channel. I know we talked a lot of basketball. Boo! <laughs> huh? 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 I'm just not smart enough, right? I, I didn't uh, – it, it wasn't – I grew up a Jeter and Rivera guy, and then when they retired, I was like, eh, I'm just, it's not as interesting. I, I revert the boo. Because you said that comment, <laughs> I revert the boo, but continue. Yeah, those are my two favorites. But just to use an analogy, right? So in baseball, if you go early to a game and you watch batting practice, right, and you see these mammoth human beings hitting the ball out of the ballpark, it's really impressive, right? That's why you go early to a baseball game. But they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark because the guy's throwing straight fastballs, right? They know what's happening. It's a warm-up. That's essentially what the spring game was. What Garrett Nussmeyer did was very impressive. But when you play man coverage every time, it's kind of like bat- batting practice, right? Where it, it, it's the, the it's the most simplistic form of defense, kind of like a batting practice. A fastball right down the middle is the most simplistic form of pitching, right? You have changeups, you have sliders, you have knuckleballs, you have this reliever, that reliever. That's what actual games are like, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was to me the biggest thing. So you you mentioned Garrett Nussmeyer, two interceptable passes, right? The, the second one to start, they did a rollout to the right, and uh, it, it should have been picked. It, it was, there was a deflection, and they actually moved Jay Ward before the snap right. into the box. So, once again, when they actually mixed some stuff up, Garrett wasn't as good. With that said, this was a point that, that I consistently made. If you strip the jersey numbers – your prior knowledge of all the quarterbacks and you just watch the drills and just the basic stuff. Garrett Nussmeyer looks the best. He, he really does when it comes to just throwing the football and another thing, the intangibles, right? I'm not a huge, this guy has more intangibles than this guy, but I will say this. The team does gravitate towards him. You get, he's got the locker room. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've. Once again, you can't take too much away because I'm not, I'm not in that building every day, right? I do know some people that are. Just from what I've gathered, people love him. People love him, right? And look, Jack Besh said it. I, so I interviewed Jack Bash and I asked him a bunch of questions about Walker Howard, Walker Howard, Walker Howard. And then I asked him about Garrett Nussmeyer. I was like, oh, yeah, Garrett Nussmeyer is one of my really good friends. And you could just see all the receivers have a good rapport with them because you, you can't just walk out there and throw dimes if you don't have a rapport with somebody. I agree with and, that wholeheartedly. And one more thing about Nuss, right? So if you go back and watch the actual game footage of him last year, he could put the ball in a bucket. A lot of the – it was some of the most amazing incompletions you'll ever see, right? And that's because his accuracy is so good. It, it, he can make a lot of throws. So so the Jure drop, right? 
in all actuality, he should have hit Malik on the out, right? It was wide open. It was an easier throw. Agreed. Garrett, and this was the case he had in all his games last year. He had other opportunities to hit more open guys, but he always tried to hit that deep ball. The funny thing about the deep ball is every single deep ball basically he threw last year was very accurate. It just never got brought down because it was extremely difficult catches. So as far as Garrett Nussmeyer, I know it's a very complex thing, but until you actually see what an actual defensive coordinator is going to throw at you in the game, and we saw this last year, he was going up against Barry Odom, who's been arguably the best defensive coordinator in the SEC since he's been in Arkansas. Barry got him. I mean, Barry really had him in a tizzy after, you know, he had some early success. So it, it, it's it's a lot more complex than just watching him light up a defense when the coverages were very simple. Right. And Carter, this was the interesting stat on Garrett that I had that I pulled one for seven on times where the defense adjusted pre-snap. Yeah. OK. And so. That's something that, you know, the thing – so I t- so to preface everything from uh, from what Carter said, I told Carter in the text earlier, I got a little something-something for you. That's the stat, okay? The one for seven on the adjusted movement before the play, the pre-snap movement, worries me a little bit. You know how I am about that small little – like a small little wrinkle like that really throws me off. Um, but I still think I agree with you. He was the best uh, of the day. Um, we can talk about the other three or other two, at least I'm not going to really talk much about Walker Howard. I, I don't yeah, think yeah. That, you, that it's right to even do, um, three plays give miles Brennan the 99 yards, very inefficient while being efficient. If that makes sense, like he had the completions, but they weren't efficient completions, right? Like, right. Yeah. so, um, but then Jane Daniels kind of got his, a little bit into the zone, had four three or four drops but his legs were massive um where do you see Jaden or miles in this scenario what seems to be battling garrett at this point yeah Jaden's accuracy what's a little erratic right so you know it, we dropped our Jaden daniels film study from earlier today and you know he he, he missed kyron lacy then kyron dropped we, we can get into the semantics of when the ball was on the money, you dropped it. When I was open, you didn't put it on the money. You know, look, Kyron Lacey is a very interesting player. He's not on the level of Jack Besh and Malik Neighbors. He's just not. not many no, people he's are, not. Right? <laughs> not, not, not many people are. So, look, I, I, I really like Jaden a lot. I really do think his throwing, you know, obviously you could see him hit deep passes. Outside of that, Mr. Kyron, all his deep throws were really good. They were really, really good. The commentator, Tom Luganville, kept making this point, and he watches more Pac-12 football than I do, but I saw this when I was watching Jaden. The 7- to 10-yard stuff gets very sloppy, and that that concerns me. That really does, all right? Y- you got to get a little better. So, you know, he had the deep ball to BTJ, right? And then he had the deep ball um, to Jack Pesh. Mm-hmm. So his third completion was to Jare Jenkins, and Jare was open on a slant, and he threw it into the dirt, and Jare made a good diving catch. So instead of first and 10, it's second and one, right? So how are you on those intermediate throws? It's very key. So that's going to be his next step. But obviously, you know, just coming to Baton Rouge a month ago and just meeting all these guys, looks like this quarterback room is close. 
uh, that's obviously a really good thing as well. So we'll see. And obviously, you know, like the big question is going to be if Jaden is not the guy, do you still play him in a two QB system? We'll see. So uh, it should be really fascinating. I don't see how you can't you can't put him on the field, Carter. I, I yeah. I, look, I, I know I I know I get labeled when I say something like that, but buddy, I mean I, I don't know. One play that I did like, and I think that they let fly. Okay, that they probably didn't want to. Do you remember the Jane Daniels zone read touchdown? The the real RPO. So the Ali Gay one, the one. The Ali Gay one. Okay, trips left. Cole Taylor in the slot. Okay, he. You can either give it, you can either pull it and take it, which he did, or you got a screen to Cole Taylor. Yeah. Jay Ward. Okay, comes down and takes Cole Taylor. Ali Gay takes the running back, he goes in for the touchdown. Carter, that's the real offense that they're running, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I feel. We didn't see many RPOs, but when we did, they were pretty efficient, quick, getting out to the receivers. Did you notice anything about with that or any of the RPO stuff? Yeah, and I think Dimbrock likes that stuff. And part of the reason why Dimbrock likes it is because – the minimal success that Cincinnati had on Alabama was a lot of this, you know, go one way, go the other, right? And you you have to have a mobile quarterback to do that kind of stuff to stretch out ends and and find little gaps. So yeah, I mean, I I, I could see you getting excited about that. I get excited oh, about it too. I, oh, really, I really do. Right? I, I jumped, Carter. I jumped. Seriously. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I because and here's the reason they went to Cole Taylor. Right, like the play is designed for a Cole Taylor touchdown. It's not designed for Jane Daniels touchdown. They yeah. want to get the ball to eighty-seven. I'm telling you, there's something there. You're gonna call me. You're gonna come on here. Look, listen, Carter, on September the fifth, twenty twenty-two, you're gonna come on the show. You this is what you're gonna say? Oh, Blake, you called it, and I'm gonna be like, you god dang right, I did. Something to watch. I'm sticking to that gun. Carter, the power, Bryant, join us, uh, Zachy. Fire in some of the questions for Carter. They're firing in here. They're dropping like it's hot, like a drop pass in a spring football game. Um, Doug Ray. <laughs> God, I shouldn't have said that. But hashtag ask Carter. But remember, all the QBs knew the same information. I don't know what that really means. Is that something that you had said earlier, Carter? No, no, no. I, I see the point he's saying. He said all the QBs had the same defenses okay that they oh were going right, right 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 and and they actually did run basically the same play on right? all of them so 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 for instance like garrett hit um trey in the in, in the flat for a huge pass miles did the same thing to goodwin they they did that a lot i actually just took it off my dry race board uh but they ran a lot of mesh as well which is very interesting it's a mike leach air raid staple uh, they, they ran basically the same place, right? So right. Um, the, the, the ball to Malik that Garrett threw, that was just perfect. I mean, you couldn't have thrown the football any better. Was the same play that Miles hit Malik on the circus touchdown. So the, the, the offenses were very similar, but that's the thing. Garrett executed it at a higher level. One major defense of Miles, though, was so much chaos happened that was out of his control. Third and one stuff that's out of his control. Snap over his head that's out of his control. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't write off Miles Brennan just yet, but Nuss clearly had the better day. All right, 
I agree wholeheartedly with you. Zach, what's another one? Uh, Chance Babin says, hashtag ask Carter, how much can you read into evaluating the spring game that is so vanilla? Carter, I got to be honest. Um, Outside of formations and what they're doing, I don't buy too much into it, but I will buy into some of the quarterback play. What about you? Yeah, same thing. I think you can think of it as well. If you want to get really deep and philosophical, because look, Blake, you, you got a big audience, man. And I know there's a few conspiracists out there, some conspiracy music. Think of the ET music playing in the background of your ears right now. Okay, look at that. <laughs> Cue it I, up. I, I, I love that. So this is 4D chess, right? Brian Kelly wanted to run very simplistic defenses. So all the quarterbacks had good days, which would make them stick around. Uh, if if you want to get really down and dirty, it makes a lot of sense, right? If, if you're Garrett Nussmeyer, you're feeling good about yourself, and you should, right? Just saying. It, you just got to throw it out there. So, for me, that's that's my biggest takeaway. So, and, are you saying you think that they did things for Garrett so he wouldn't transfer? I think they did it for all the quarterbacks. I really do, right? You And, and also, part of the reason why I think the defenses were so simplistic was because of the format. Right, it was so much easier for the defense to score than the offense to score, knowing what the scoring system was like. And plus, people want to see points. People want to see points, right? Dude, I I literally thought that LSU was going to get roasted. By the way, because somebody would take a screenshot at the end and like say the defense scored 107 points, right? And be like, how does LSU LSU's all Brian? Oh, see, we knew Brian Kelly, the SEC can't even six and seven LSU can't even win that. You know, like I thought we had a Vanderbilt on our hands. Like, right. How did Vanderbilt not win their own spring game, by the way? 32-32. 32-32, baby. Gotta oh, it, God, man. it's so aggravating. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting you talk about that with Garrett. You know, you know what else? To, here's my biggest conspiracy theory. Why didn't you see Walker Howard with the ones? I get the red-shirting thing. Like, like legitimately, I get it. Okay, but you didn't give him a shot like you gave everybody else a shot, and Dante Moore was in the building. So does Dante Moore want to be behind Walker Howard? See, like, those are some small conspiracy theories. Dude, you are feisty tonight, Blake. Calm down. I thought I I was going to be dropping that conspiracy. uh, uh, Theories. Mojo, but, God, I, I like that, man. And look, if you want to look at this from a macro perspective, Recruiting weekend, you couldn't beat Joe, Jamar, Terrace, and those guys. Well, not Terrace, but uh, Joe, Justin, Clyde, Thad, and those guys on the side. I mean, you can, I mean those, those are icons, right? So, uh, but I like that, man. I like the Dante Moore deep thought right there. Hey, <laughs> look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I watch UFO stuff on YouTube all the time. Uh, fire in the Jake. <laughs> Zach, fire in the big Jake Cole uh, question right there, the hashtag Ask Carter. Um, he says, hashtag R- ask Carter, where do you think Harold Perkins falls in the uh, linebacker rotation based off of what we know now? Uh, Carter, I'm going to spin this one a little bit to you. Yeah. Uh, we, Me and you alike, because I watch your so, show religiously too, Micah Baskerville, right? We've gotten a lot of questions about Baskerville, but in a, all of a sudden here comes Greg Penn from the great state of Maryland. And Carter, quite honestly, there were times that I was like, good googly moogly, this is why this kid's playing along with Mike Jones. So, 
what do you think about that rotation? Just Harold Par- Harold Parkins is not a day one starter, right? I mean, like it's going to take him a little time. You think, or 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 are you there? Is Harold Parkins that day one guy? Yeah, I think the most important thing is trying to figure out what's his best position. Nobody knows. I honestly don't. Here, here's something that we we tend to forget as as fans. Sometimes the coaches don't know yet, and to go even one step further, sometimes the player doesn't know yet, right? If you're Harold Perkins and you dominated every high school game you played in at running back. I mean, there's, there's probably a piece of you that says, am I even playing on the right side of the football? You know, it's, it's, it's nuts how, how unbelievable and cartoonishly good he was at football in high school. So, you know, I, I think the bigger question for uh, Jacob Cole um, is off ball linebacker, the position he's going to play. I don't think it is. I really don't. I, I don't, think, I agree. I, I, I think what Marcel Brooks did as a true freshman is what they're going to try and do with Harold Perkins. Just get him on the field and and let's see what he can do. Last one from me, because you've graced us with your presence. I don't think you can uh, you can keep Xavier Carter off the field. He had a good day. At, at this point, that's a guy that I've been kind of banging the drum on and for. I don't want him on third down, but at the same time, he can't contain on Amari Goodwin on a third down or third and goal. And Will Campbell held him. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Carter, I, I don't know what you do, but you have the pieces, um, which, again, continues for me to see that this team's going to win nine games. Right. Um, so we'll see. But who, if there's, who is outside of quarterback, is there one person that stood out to you that were like, all right, man, this kid has had a great offseason? Was there anybody like that for you? Yeah, I think the Arkansas transfers kind of cemented themselves. Obviously, you know, they, they're they very experienced and they're very hungry, right, to get this opportunity to play for LSU, right? They were, they were with a good defensive coordinator. They were with a good defense. They were with other great defensive backs in their secondary, and they still decided to come to LSU. So they obviously had a, you know, a really good camp. They had their hits and misses at Arkansas, but I, I think Joe and Greg are going to be really good players for LSU. I also think, uh, Blake, th- this player is going to be very interesting for me. It is shorts, right? Th- there were some days where you, you would see him in camp and be like, yeah, he's getting used to it. But he, he had a good day. You know, it- it's tough going up against Mason Smith a lot, right? So that's it. And then, you know, it goes back to center, right? Who Who is the center going to be? They, they have to figure that out. Turner, I thought, was fine. But, you know, it's not just the center, Blake. It's who the backup center is going to be. That's I- you took the words out of my mouth, dude. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't that Liam was was bad, right? Everyone in here likes Liam Shanahan. That, you know, he played as hard as he did and all that good stuff. It was that like you didn't have another option ready to go, mm-hmm. right? Where it was painfully obvious that they needed to try someone else at this very critical position. You're only touching the ball on every snap. That's it. You're not doing anything important at all. Uh, hashtag sarcasm. You, you've got to you, you've got you've got to find that guy. That guy has got to be a dude. He doesn't have to be special. He's just got to be a dude, right? You just got to find someone that that commands that that room, and uh, whoever that may be is going to be key for LSU next year. I'll say this: if they can get Fitzgerald West up and ready to go as quickly as possible with the snaps, look. I like me some Fitzgerald West now. The kid's the kid's growing on me. Kid's growing yeah. on me. I just got to say that. All right. 
caught of the power. You've been fantastic, as always. Tell everybody, I know they already know where to go because you're so well-loved, but where can they go to follow all of your stuff? Power Hour LSU. That's all you got to do. Go to YouTube, Power Hour LSU. Uh, I'm not on all these different platforms, man. You're worldwide, baby. I love it. You got the Facebookers. But, but man, LSU Facebook, Facebook can be ruthless. Oh, it, dude. Oh, it, dude. Be, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of Facebook. I'm, uh, I, I am doing more Power Hour LSU stuff on Twitter. So at Power Hour LSU uh, is is somewhere else. You, you could find me on Twitter. Uh, the only reason I'm starting to get bigger on Twitter is um, I'm trying to get Elon to give me a Tesla. So that's the only reason. That's hey, if he verifies AYS on Twitter, I swear to God, I'll buy. I will buy two Teslas for me and my wife in cash. <laughs> you think I'm playing? If he verifies me within the next 48 hours, I will buy sixty thousand dollars worth of vehicles in cash. Man, get those blue check marks, baby. Let's go. Y'all, so, see, Carter, here's the y'all think. See, y'all think I be playing? I ain't playing, bro. I'm not playing, dude. I'll do it right now in the blink of an eye. You know how serious I am? Joe Burrow, 60 touchdown 2019 series. That's how serious I am. Ooh. That's serious. Like, <laughs> hey, did you see Joe Burrow with the grill in, by the way? Did you see that? Let me see your grill. You want Looking see like Paul Wall. Look at huh? 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 Anyway. All right. But, but yeah. It's, it's good, man. I love you, my brother. We'll uh let's see what happens tomorrow in the uh, uh in Phoenix. Give me the Pels. Pels, let's go. Let's go. All right, that's a good friend. Right, we'll talk soon, man. Later, buddy. That is Carter the Power. All right, let's pay some very quick bills around this thing. Let me talk about my good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. My good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. LSU baseball around the corner, and we'll get Zachy thoughts, the Tim Tebow haircut himself. So let's do it. Let's pay these bills. Stay tuned with us. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985 395 4300 985 395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements.
Okay, I'm not going to stay long on the LSU baseball stuff because uh, I've already mentioned it, but I got to say this, um, and then we'll bring Zach on in here. Uh, LSU baseball, for me, it's the biggest weekend of Jay Johnson's LSU's, LSU's career. Now, I know it's very short. I know that you've had big series, Florida, Arkansas. Uh, LSU needs to take two of three this weekend. If you want to continue to try to either host a regional Win the SEC West, win the SEC. You you're not going to win the SEC regular season. I mean, you're just not going to be able to do that at this point. But you need to gain traction. You are a good enough team to take two of three. You, I like that when Jay faces a team that he's supposed to beat. You're supposed to sweep Mississippi State. You did it. You're supposed to sweep Missouri, even though it was close. You found a way to do it. LSU's got to find a way to take two of three. I, I like McManus in the lineup. I like what he gives you behind the dish. I don't like everybody saying Alex Malazzo needs to come back. you got to start McManus when when Malazzo's only hitting uh, his weight, Zach's weight, at 155. I mean, Zach's six foot, 155 pounds, and if Malazzo can't hit above our producer's weight at 155, he has no business being in the lineup. you got the pieces. you got the personnel. you got the pieces. you got the personnel. Um, but anyway, anyway, that's what I'll say there. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how else to say it. I, I don't know how else to say it. All right. Let's bring in our producer, Zachy. We are, we're a minute 11, uh, an hour and 11 minutes in this thing, but Zachy, look at that Tim Tebow sized haircut. What's up? What's up? I mean, li- yeah, listen, listen, listen. You came to Baton Rouge this weekend. You saw some things that were great. You saw some things maybe not so great, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, you met some of the great listeners. You met Nurse Court this weekend, right? And Crawl the Cat. I did. I did. It was a really great weekend uh, and really enjoyable to get to meet those guys. Um. Listen, I didn't give a recruiting update, and I know Danny's talking about it, so let me just talk about this right now. Um, Zach, you can stay here with us. I think LSU's about to get probably six to seven recruits within the next six weeks. Um, have you ever seen LSU like that in your young tenure uh, covering LSU? I mean, it was explosive uh, this past Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I took the picture. I mean, it looked like a herd of cattle like over there. Uh, it, near the end zone, I, it was like it was crazy. Um, you tweeted out about it. I took a picture, and it, it was really mind blowing. Of course, I mean, come on, Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. He's a sneaky, smart genius, bringing in all these guys. And and uh, I, I don't think I disagree with you with those conspiracies uh, as well. Uh, you know, having Dante Moore on the field, you know, and he's there talk, talking to Tyron and, and and taking pictures with him and, and meeting Joe. I mean, I don't think I disagree with you there. NILSU is live and well, and nobody can convince me otherwise. I'll leave it there with recruiting. I still think that they're going to get probably seven guys within the next six weeks. That's my very bold prediction. Uh, LSU baseball sweeps. You went to the game Friday. Uh, I think, what was it? Kay Doty had the, the double or technically single to walk it off. Uh, they got to take two or three this weekend, Zachy. They do, and, and I think it's going to be tough, and here's why. Uh, their ace for Georgia is back, and LSU has struggled hitting – on ace pitchers so um but you're at home so hack alex box out 
Um, and, you know, they, they struggled a little bit with Missouri, so I, I got to be honest, I'm a little worried about this weekend. Um, but I, I'm hoping they can at least get one and get two for sure. Uh, great. Biggest surprise for you in the spring game, go. Trey Bradford. I like um, it. I like Trey it Trey Bradford was a guy that, you know, I, personally I thought he was further down the depth chart. You had Noah Kane coming in. Of course, you had John Emery, RB1, and then you had Corey Connor. Of course, Corey Connor transfers out. Um, and we knew about Armani Goodwin from last season, and Trey Bradford comes back from Oklahoma, and you're like, where's this guy going to fit? Like, you know, he's already behind these freshmen that have come in from this past, the past year, and now Noah Kane's in here, and – Trey Bet Bradford is your best back catching the football out of the backfield. I mean, he just is. He looked fantastic on on Sunday, and I think there's going to be or Saturday, and I think there's going to be some packages for him, especially catching the football. I agree. I think him and Amari Goodwin are backs one and two. Jack, Jack, or Bonnie and Clyde, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you can insert either one of those. Biggest thing for me, though, with Trey Bradford is the long runs. I, I think that that's yeah. where he separated himself. All right, guys. Not only is he catching it great, he's running it great. No doubt. No question whatsoever. Uh, just want to very quickly mention my good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Richie just came out to the house and did the landscaping for uh, the Rafino household. Looks fantastic. Give him a call today again. That's 225-937-7220. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. My good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with him today at 225-614-1234. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, so Zach, good show. Let's get on out of here, and let's make it a good one. See you guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.